This week on the audio podcast, episode 81, one more week, Scott and Sam are here, they talk the end of the world. Will it happen before a logic update? Find out this week on the audio podcast. It is uh, December the 3rd, 2012. I'm Scott Hewitt. Um, as always, I'm joined by... Samuel Freeman, hello. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> side you are. One side like that. Ah! And this is uh, episode 81 of the audio podcast. One more week. One more week. So, yep, 81 this week. And Congratulations that's... there. Happy I birthday, Sam. And we have news, no Adam Yanch, no guests, it's just the two of us again this week. But let's, yeah. let's get on with it. The first, the first news item is the first two news items in the show notes. Which, which you are... can find on, at the show notes. Yeah, I was about to do that. Oh, I see. At theaudiopodcast.co.uk slash show slash 81. And Sam, as you were saying. As I was saying, see, Adam usually does that bit. And Adam suggested the story, or at least one half of the story, which had already been posted and has been jigged around. So the story is kind of... Re- hinged around Mac rumours, I suppose, but somebody somewhere emailed Apple saying, what's going on with your pro audio? We're worried that you're going to drop us. And there's been an official response, sort of, like in private correspondence, I think, from Xavier, Z- no, Xander. Um, what's this? I don't know. Some dude. See how much I care about Apple here? Anyway, they are working on... Um, Xander Soren is who you're referring Sorin. to. Yeah. Yep. And he, he thanks Nicholas for his email and says, but I assure you that the team is still in place and working hard on the next version of Logic Pro. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? That's what he said. <laughs> that, that's true. So it, it went around. I, I put a couple of links. Pro, Tool, uh, Pro Tools expert carried a bit. Um, an Apple Insider and an Ars Technica have kind of came in with it, a kind of authoritarian at the end of it kind of feel to what they're saying. But basically the rumor the rumor was that the audio team had been basically dismantled and the confirmation from Apple is that it hasn't and there will be an update to logic. Hmm. I and I have two I have two points that I would say. First of all, I, I as I, I, th- I think it's fun to predict and I'm feeling very confident about this one. So I don't think we're gonna see a logic release this year. There we go. So I say on the third of <laughs> December I feel we can say that. But I also wonder if there's a point of subtlety here because I'm sure that Garage, like you know, GarageBand is a is an important product I think for Apple, and a lot of people are very keen on using GarageBand and use it a lot. So I can imagine that there has to be a team to support GarageBand, and that team probably has a lot of that team, you know, is an Apple team who probably have a lot of interaction with the people who are supporting Core Audio on. Apple devices, okay? So okay. I, I think that there is almost certainly a pro audio team inside Apple who are looking after these things. I'm, I'm not sure how much I believe that they're... I'm not sure how much I believe that Apple is actually really focused on a new Logic release because I just don't see what that would... Ach- I don't see what that would achieve for Apple as a company. I'm saying, do Apple care if everybody abandons logic and shifts to another platform, are people really going to give up their iPads and their iPhones even if they did shift to another platform? And You know what I mean? I, I, so I, I do think that I, 
I, I don't think we need to see a new Logic release. I think what we what we really need to have seen is a new Mac Pro release, and I, I do think that is actually the main issue here because the, with there not being a Mac Pro release, with there with it clearly not even having been on the cards this year, and it's you know next year we have been told we're going to see something. There's going to be a new Mac Pro, and that's fair enough. When the new Mac Pro arrives next year, I. I w- I'm completely sold on it. It's like, yeah, there's a new Mac Pro. Clearly, there's going to be an upgrade of all the software to run on your Mac. All the professional software is going to be upgraded because Apple is still making professional-focused hard- hardware. But I, I'm still not sure. You know, until I, until we see the new hardware, I'm not convinced that we're going to see the new software. And it's important to remember that having moved Logic to the App Store, they've taken what was once a well, they did it when they got, when they bought Logic out when they bought Logic out and brought it in-house, they took what was a hundreds of pounds product and turned it into a few 200 pound, 200 dollar product and now they've shifted onto the App Store, is it ever you know, how much development time does a product of the, at that cost really warrant, I'm saying Microsoft will try and sell you a copy, a full price copy of Office, full, a full featured version of Office for more than that so is it really is it really that important to, to Apple anymore, Do, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of Logic. I think a lot of people know I'm not a big fan of Logic. So, you know, if Logic end, if Logic died, fine. That that's not really going to impact my day. But I don't know. I don't know. It's saying they're not going to come out and say, "Oh yeah, we've killed Logic." By the way, I'm saying, "Oh, they're just not going to do that." But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You talked for a long time, then around the middle, I had things to say, but by the end, I had no response. I'm sorry. That's I okay. Just had a, I just had a little mini rant. There we go. Shall we move on? If if you, unless you have something you oh. want to add, feel free to add. Go for it. Um. No, not particularly. No. So there we no, go. I had, so, I had so some things in the vein of predictions, but I'm going to save them because that's why it's always dodgy. Fair. So, oh, you're, you're coward. You're coward. Well, so so the facts of the situation are fairly certain that the last Logic Pro release was in 2009, and while there's been minor updates since, there hasn't been a major update since then. Everybody else has obviously pushed the major updates since then. And as far as the formal situation, so if you want your factual news hit, Apple are com- Apple have announced that they are committed to the ongoing of Logic. There we go. On the next version, they are working. Cool. Okay. Sound library time. This is from Hiss and Raw, and they have their own little pun made that there's plenty of hiss in this one because it's a um, it's where white water ambience. Um, so this is audio from waterfalls and rapids and streams and rivers and things like that. And yeah. And as usual, there is little video clips of microphones in place recording such things. Awesome. That's cool. And it's always nice to get some, uh, you know, some white water. Always useful. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Continuing, heading away from the uh, the, the white water. I, I don't have a good one here, actually. If, if Santa was on a raft rather than a sleigh, he might. we might use these sound effects to bring the propeller head holiday countdown to one and all. Yep, Reason has a rack for all kinds of things, apparently. So... And starting a couple of days ago, on the 1st of December, they had Reason Has a Rack for Mixing. Yesterday they had drums. And today they have bass. And they are giving stuff away each day. Um, I think all you have to do is tweet the 
web page or share it on Facebook or something. I think it's fairly low, cool. very easy to do. Or am I thinking of something different now? Each day with you? Yeah. No, that seems about right. Something like that. Follow us for a chance to win great prizes and learn more about music making in the process. Happy holidays! Yep. So they're giving away things and they're also promoting things like re-rats and re-rack extensions and they have um, some little videos each day as well relating to their theme. Now, um, yeah, are they gonna, how many are they going to be doing? I guess 25 of these, 24 of these? Yes, so, they've, so it, they've done and it's one lucky base. winner. And it's one lucky winner as well. I, I misunderstood. I thought this was like a, a kind of ongoing set of freebies, but if you if you tweet it out, then one person will win. One person per day. One person per day, yes. That's right. Yes. And they announced that via Twitter. It was the announcement of somebody winning yesterday that brought my attention to it on Twitter. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Good stuff for Pellahead. I like it. So It's always nice for this. How about a... a, a a point of discussion, though I don't know if we want to discuss it or if we just want to mention it, perhaps. But um, via Audio Geek Sign, KVR Audio have an article arguing that we still need professional studios. Now, I kind of put the title as big studios. In fact, they, you know, they, they were talking about professional studios, but you'll notice that all of the professional studios are actually big studios. They're not, you know. Um, I don't know if we wanted to comment on that or not, but it's an interesting article. They have 10 points that they argue. Um, you kind of agree with them all, and then, well, I, I agreed with them all, and then was still kind of thinking, but are we really gonna cling? Are they really gonna cling on? I don't know. We Maybe we can tie this back in later with other things, actually. But yeah, we'll just leave that. I haven't read the thing, so I've been scanning through it now ah, as much. Okay. But I think that yeah, the changing face of music making in general comes back up later in the show. Native instruments. Have announced Reactor 5.8. In your face, Logic users. <laughs> I don't know if Reactor and Logic are really comparable. But... <laughs> no, but I, I just couldn't resist it. I'm sorry. Couldn't resist it. Um, version 5.8 of Reactor has uh, a lot more built in OSC support inside it. It's a free update for all version 5 users. And a. Where was it? CDM. Yes, CDM had the kind of official pre. Pre, pre-release kind of article about it, which was linked off, and the NI guys sent me that in that direction when I asked them for for some linkage. So that that's a cool art. It's a cool article there. Um, obviously, you know, CDM provide the uh, the bone, the the meat to the uh, to the audio podcasts commentary, comedy commentary, perhaps. <laughs> yes, indeed. There was another CDM thing that was. Um, I almost posted today, which we'll probably post next week because it's a preview of a release that will happen by the time we go next week. So I saved it for then. Yeah. Um, what's next? Um, I've put this one up here. David Paxman. So this is a uh, American centric here, but uh, David Paxman is um, was in front of uh, Congress, the American Congress, talking about internet music licensing, and he. Um, his entire uh, kind of testimony is available online, which I, if you're interested in kind of, we, we, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Spotify and Pandora and people like that. And if you're interested in this kind of music licensing and those kind of things, and this is a, an interesting read that's, that's worth taking a look at. It's, so this is from someone who's a venture capitalist. And so he's, yeah. you know, he's interested from the business side and experience on the business side of this. And I did read this a few days ago and he, he's saying that, 
he doesn't invest in these things simply because it's next to impossible to make money the way that it's been that licensing happens. Yeah, and it was because I, I found it through um, All Things D. Um, I put the link on the bottom, and th their story was you're launching a digital music startup in 2012. Really? As a which, and and that was that was the point that it just you know the the end summary they had was that your options are to pay large amounts of money as as fees to to people that you negotiate, or you can do a kind of compulsory web radio like license, or you can avoid all of those kind of represented people and work with individual musicians, but in which case very few people actually want to listen to those people anyway. Um, now, I, I thought it was a gross simplification, but I think it, it's interesting because that was the point we were talking about with Spotify and Pandora a couple of weeks ago, is the fact that none of these services are actually sustainable for anybody. Like, you know, like Spotify and Pandora don't appear to be profitable. Are they, we, we run, like, if you think about it, how many times have we covered the fact that you don't get paid very much money at all for, you know, it's thousands of plays equals a cent or so. You know, it's we, we've talked about the fact that the artists don't get paid. And I thought this was an interesting kind of final kind of point that from even from the kind of, you know, evil, like we, we might look at the business side of it and say, oh, the evil business people. But even the even evil business people aren't really satisfied with the current situation either. So there's, you know, a circumstance there. When I say evil business people, I mean it in a very generic way, not in a particular way. <laughs> it's always been my yeah. I always take the stance that if people like it's it's a double-edged sword, and this is I think this is what I thought might tie in with the needing big studios and like and this high, you have like big mm. labels who are going to pay lots of money for people to go into big studios that cost lots of money to be in. I I never feel sorry for artists who only get you know tiny tiny percentage points of a percentage point pence per play. Because they signed to a you know they've signed up for that deal. That's what they, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it just it, it's yeah. I I think it's interesting. Um, I guess there's it's it, it's a relevant issue at the moment, isn't it? Because there, there's a, there's a lot of people talking about online, like the effect that online online business and online activities are having on the real world sort of thing. And it's like, you know, the accusations are, are nearly constant that Google is killing the newspapers and not contributing anything to news reporting and all the, all these kind of issues are sort of ongoing. And it, and it is a challenging, it, it is challenging. Cause I, I think the, well, the, the internet's definitely removed the obstacles of distribution and chance of exposure, shall we say, it's kind of replaced those with a new set of problems and those new problems haven't been resolved, which makes sense because we had what 60 years of the previous version of the music business. And, you know, after 60 years, they'd worked out how to make that profitable and how to, how to operate like that. And that's kind of came, that's coming to an end now and it's time to work out what the next version of it is. And I guess that's just how. Was it on this show that last, perhaps last week or recently there was like a, a quote or a statistic about the oh no it was on something else I think a long time ago we plundered the um, press play pause press pause play video yeah. um, but that's only available as a torrent which I don't have access to but I saw it on Netflix or something recently mm. and in there they say that the music industry as we know it like there was the idea of 
music industry as something that's a very modern concept. There was no industry yeah. of music before, there was just music. Although, you know, I kind of question that a little bit because you've always had publishers of, well, not always, but for a long time you've had publishers of scores and things. So. Yeah. Music changes, creation changes, the way that we do things as a society and species changes. Definitely so. Definitely. Cool. Shall we, shall we go on to a technology that changed everything many moons ago? And yet hasn't changed itself, but it has a bit, you know? Yeah, this is the age-old MIDI. Is, is MIDI age-old now? Is that, is that allowed? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, I think so. That's fine. <laughs> and here the BBC are reporting how MIDI changed the world. Now, it should be noted that MIDI, the BBC kind of got it wrong here a little bit. Yeah, this is a terribly written article. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yes. <laughs> so, it should be noted that the first ever demonstration of something that was called MIDI happened 30 years ago. But in fact, the actual launch and formal release of MIDI and the first formal, complete, full specification demo happens next year. So, next year is the 30th anniversary of, of MIDI, not this year. Um, but anyway. Also, musical instruments like synthesizers and things that they mentioned in the first few paragraphs could talk to each other prior to MIDI, but it was always yeah. manufacturer specific, whereas MIDI was the first time that it was a cross-manufacturer thing. Yeah. And I, I think, like, like, you know, that for me that's always been the most exciting thing about MIDI is, could you ever really see that kind of process coming to fruition again? The The fact that you would have manufacturers with things who would then work out how to make those things talk to each other. Like, would it, it just, you know, the notion of it, just every time I think about MIDI, it just amazes me, the fact that it ever happened. And I just wonder if it, that kind of thing could ever happen again. Like, you know, is, is the longevity of MIDI more of a testimony to the fact that nobody will work with each other in that kind of way anymore? more more than more than anything else because you know there's lots of problems with MIDI and there's lots of things Anna have done on appropriate and Sam and I are involved with a project at the moment where we're trying to communicate between things and we we're not using MIDI for that because MIDI couldn't do couldn't do that but you can imagine a MIDI like technology with hardware implementation that would really simplify that project for us right now if we were to you know if yeah. we were able to I mean uh, yeah because there's been things hasn't there like MLAN. Um, if you think back to Yamaha MLAN, that was meant to be that that was described as audio and MIDI, but was actually a standard which would allow you to plug a cable from one device to another device, and it would actually automatically pass audio and MIDI between the two locations. And in some of the specifications for that, they actually referred to the fact that while they were they were saying it supports MIDI, that's because that was what everybody knew, when in fact it would it actually had a support for more than just MIDI, like for a higher resolution control data to go alongside, go into the cable as well. So, mm. Mm. I don't know. There was one. Oh. There's, a, there's a name in this article that's I've never, not come across before. Though they kind of they seem to credit MIDI as a thing to one person. They miss so Dave Smith, whoever that is. I've, I've, they, the way that this is written towards the end, not that I should give it any faith at the, at the end compared to the beginning, but they make out. Make out that Dave Smith masterminded the, the birth of MIDI. Just on a historical note, that's something that I've never come across before. Um, I think, did we not talk about MIDI a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, well, we talk about it quite often. <laughs> no, but I, I think 
I'm I'm not going to go looking for it, but okay. I think Dave Smith was part of a team, part of a partnership actually of two people who did it. Okay. And I'm not sure it was just his work. I think he was the. I I'm fairly certain if you look back in our show notes that we have a another article talking about MIDI because there's been lots of like over this year there's been lots of kind of historical you know the appropriate anniversary 30th anniversary of you know the beginnings of the project that became MIDI and the first time that these two you know two random instruments spoke to each other in any way you know kind of events and I think we've noticed them all so I feel it'd be but it'd be um it was the what, consumer electronics show if I remember correctly and so it's probably late January or something like that yeah it's about there <laughs> he says he says that however does take us nicely on into the first part of our other session section the other section yes speaking of January there um, we're in December now as we have mentioned and that means that the holiday season is approaching as they say we're going to do one more aren't we we've agreed we're going to do one more the audio podcast which will be next week that'll be show 82 and then that's one more planned live broadcast anyway yes we reserve the right for something else to appear before the new year, before January, but we are not committing to it because we don't want to disappoint. And yes. Yeah. Yes. So there we go. So there will be one more, only one more tap to Christmas. There you go. And it'll be next Monday. So that does mean it will be the Christmas special spectacular. Whatever that means. And to get us into the move and bring us into today's Twitter feature in the other section, ten minutes ago, Yamaha Entertainment tweeted that they're dreaming of a white Christmas and some other stuff. I don't know what they're talking about, but I'll retweet it anyway. Fantastic. I, I just realised my tweet deck had crashed, so I couldn't see any tweets at all there. Okay. Go again, Sam, go again. Um, Twelve minutes ago, Cycling74 said that Max 6 projects help you organise your work and make sharing easier. They have, they have a video that tells you how. Retweet. That is awesome. Have you retweeted that? Just now, just then, a second. That's, that's how this feature works, isn't it? We read yes, things that, and that's retweet. Exactly it. <laughs> just checking. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly that is exactly how it works. Um, I, I'm just quickly flicking through here. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, the 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 New York uh, Ableton Advanced Users Meetup will be will stream live uh, Thursday, December the sixth at seven p.m. their time. Oh, here's one I almost put into the show notes, actually. But Sugarbytes um, have released TransVST, which is a VST to AAX uh, transfer, which oh, is kind of cool. I cool. thought that was pretty cool, yeah. That actually should have... I, had it not been for the fact that the show was full of stuff, I, that would have made it. And, yeah. Um, can can we have a non-audio-related one, which is yeah, why not? internally related? Um, Wired have... have Posted, hey, curiosity, what did you find on Mars? With a link, I don't know what they found on Mars, but maybe maybe if I follow that link later, I'll find out. Yeah. There you go. Um, Ars Technica, I've just retweeted it, but Apple shoots down the rumor about the pro audio team decimation. That's what we talked about at the top of the show. Um, so. Music Mesa, just a wow. I don't know what they're talking about either. Wow. Use <laughs> up to 16 audio cubes with your Ableton Live setup. That's a percussor. Big network of audio cubes. That's pretty cool to control your live gig. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like those audio cubes. They're awesome. <laughs> Adam Yanch asks if we are at this week in Twitter. <laughs> that is a great use of the feature. 
Excellent. Well done, Adam. Thank you very much. I will, <laughs> I will. I will. I uh, will reply back to him. <laughs> yes, and you made it on. Don't forget to retweet, yeah. tweet on that. Oh, yes, no, yes, I will. I will retweet it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, there we go. Don't forget if you if you want to if you want to invade the audio podcast, and that that is your opportunity just there. You know, just. <laughs> If, if you mention us, we will respond back to it. Adam replies back. Awesome. Nice work. <laughs> um, oh, I've lost it. I saw a good one. Or at least I thought it was a good one. And then I scrolled a little bit further. And now where is it? I've, oh, I like this mind. feature. I like the chaos of it. This is kind of... This reminds me of early audio podcast days where we just used to scramble for things and just talk about it and it wasn't... We weren't so polished. Here we go. This is the one that caught my eye. Pure Mix uh, saying, here is our Pro Tools shortcut, shortcut best of video. Free on YouTube. I don't know what that means, but it's a, it's Pro Tools shortcuts video. I don't know. Might be interesting. Awesome. I like shortcuts. And then Pro Tools is down in my head as something that has lots of good shortcuts. I don't know them. I know that they're there. Cool. Uh, Cycling seventy four. Uh, some rewritten MSP tutorials, and um, and some Maxwell Live programming series on their wiki. That's cool. That's a little bit annoying for me actually, because I've just finished preparing a set of lecture notes based off the old ones. So that's nice. <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> Sugar bites. So you said that. Um, it's getting slower. Getting slower now. Oh, the Max Wiki's new. There you go. There is a Max. There is a Cycling Seventy Four Max Wiki. That's kind of ah, cool. Okay. There we go. That's a, that's a, that's a newbie. That 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 will make next week's show notes, I'm sure. But you know, such as it is. Oh, you'll love this one, Scott. Here we go. Oh, Roland that's... UK Music News say that you can join the looping revolution by nice. winning by winning an RC30 loop station. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, we should. I, we should mention it, I guess, but um, iTunes shipped, didn't it, finally? Did you Did get it? the update? Yeah, yeah, the, the oh, new version of that. iTunes shipped. Yeah, that's cool. We see. That's what I the Pro know. Audio team are busy developing, iTunes. Fair enough. Do you think it's... <laughs> uh, the, are we going to see Logic Pro where you can like export direct to iTunes from your project? Is that, like, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Direct to iTunes, Logic Pro feature. That's it. <laughs> Three years in the making. <laughs> export to iTunes. I was actually discussing with a group of people actually how bad those export features really are because um, I'm just going to jump into serious mode for a moment. Because when you have one of those export features, you you export it and then it goes there and then it's there and then you discover that you'd accidentally muted a track or that some sort of busing was wrong or some sort of mix was wrong. Whereas I always advocate to everybody that at the point you export. You should finish it to the final media, and then you should listen back to it and check it's right. Not not right away. Like leave it to the next day or something, so you can come back well, to it fresh. I mean, well, well, def- yes, ideally, yes. But at the worst case scenario is if you listen to it once it's done, you can at least tell that in actual fact what you've done was actually mute everything but the hi hats, and then you know, <laughs> there's nothing like, and here's a set of hi hats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway, well, I, this isn't planned, but I'm just going to mention, but when we get back in the new year, we are planning on expanding the uh, This Week in Twitter section. It will no longer be called the This Week in Twitter section as part of the other section. It will be called something else, and we're planning on 
reaching our tentacles out into some of our uh, more focused places. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Nice teaser there. there we go. Oh, a little are teaser. We, are we done with Twitter then? Are we done with Twitter? I've got back to 12 hours ago. <laughs> yeah, we're done with Twitter. Cool. Shall we hit? Well, we got loads of plunder. Yeah. One of them's even on topic. No way. <laughs> Two of them are on topic. Two of them, sorry, sorry. Okay. So we'll begin with the we'll begin with the on topic and we'll end with the off topic. So I one in between. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So it kind of slides. Alright, you go first with yours. So this was the one I added um I this is an interview that was shared by Alexis Kirk, in fact, on on Facebook, I think. Um and it's an interview with someone called Nick Ryan. And the the video has been published by BAFTA and Nick Ryan was the sound designer on a iOS game called The Nightjar, which has been nominated for... Has it been nominated or won? I'm not sure, for two BAFTA awards. Um, awesome. The game itself is... It's a, it's a computer game, but it's all based solely on wearing headphones and audio navigation, as far as I can tell. So there's no, there's very little on the screen while you're playing. Um, yeah, and it's free if you're interested in such things. But and Nick Ryan's talking about sound design and stuff things in general and kind of tips for people early in career and things like that. Now, one little side note on this is that the audio quality on the video is really... Well, it's not the quality, it's the volume. It's very quiet. It's very quiet. You have to um, turn... I, yeah, I had to turn the volume right up on my Mac to be able to hear what was being said. So, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I did not have headphones on at this time. It was... yeah. Anyway, there we go. Uh, awesome some funded video interview on topic. So. That's cool. The The Pirate Bay team have released the Promo Bay, which is designed as a promotion site for creatives, kind of artists, musicians, videographers, documentary makers, and the such. Um, in the UK, it was then immediately blocked. <laughs> in every way. Which is fantastic. Um However, it wasn't actually blocked. It, it, oh, it just—I don't. I don't want to talk about it. It wasn't blocked spectacularly. So while the advertised URL was promobay.org, if you did www.promobay.org, it worked fine. However, that's what it was. Um, whether it is blocked or not really depends on where you are in the world and who your ISP is and all the rest of it. So, um, it, it the thing that interests me most about it is um, there is a Facebook page. And Torrent Freak had an article have an article about it. Both of those two things are are working and are kind of online for most people. And it w- it was interesting because the Facebook page basically says that the promo bay is 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 a kind of recogn- is their kind of approach to everything that's currently in existence is probably broken, so we need to try and fix it and here's another idea that maybe will be part of the solution. Say what you will about the Pirate Bay and all the rest of it, I, I, I have a lot of, you know, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of negativity there, you know, I don't think we should steal people's creativity, I don't think, you know, I mean, there's, it's a no-win situation, it's a no-win mess that's in existence there, however, I think that just removing sites like that, making them inaccessible onto the internet when they really, you know, there is nothing particularly wrong going on with them as a site, I, I, I thought it was questionable, I want to highlight that, that's me done, there you go. So it's a cool piece of plunder that you can't actually visit, probably. Well, you can. If you do W's, if you just put um, promobay.org, then you get your 
IS, the, the ISP you're using has received a court, an order from the courts to prevent us, blah, blah, anyway. Um, but if you put W's, you get the thing. And, yeah, what they're saying is they're promoting stuff that's... I think they're, they're just using the fact that they are famous and that lots of people go to their websites in order to promote stuff that people want promoting. So you can submit your own creative outlets, whether it's video or audio or what, and they will, as far as I can tell, randomly select ones to actually promote. Fantastic. So while, while as a UK taxpayer you may be disappointed that the UK government are expending resources in this way, I'm sure as an Ameri- if you were an American taxpayer, you would be overjoyed to discover that NASA actually had a question and answer session about whether the world is going to make it to 2013. I can announce that according to NASA, they expect the world to make it to 2013, which means there will be the audio podcast episode 83. And that's the last piece of plunder. It's it's full of useful links such as why you need not fear a supernova. (laughs) And a link, adjacent to that is a link to about supervolcanoes, but that one's not called why you do not need to fear them, just just about them. Um, (laughs) They they have links to more information about polar shifts and how we're not likely to see one for a few millennia. And Um, and even if that one did happen, it wouldn't actually matter that much, yes. Help. Um, planetary alignments. What there was a major one in 1962, another one in 82, and another one in 2000. But there's not actually any kind of major alignment according to NASA this year. And we cleared all all of them. Okay, anyway. Yes. So I thought you would enjoy that, and I, I you know, from I the enjoy that. from the emails that we get from 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 the remarks that we get from listeners, I suspect that the majority of our listening audience and browsing audience will have enjo- will enjoy that as a plunder item. So I thought it made the editorial cut, so I had to made it. There we go. Yeah. And it's at the very end, so it's okay. That's it. And that was that was the link to the um the wired thing I was talking about. There's a bit of a NASA thing going on there, I'm sure. I'm curious yeah. to I'm gonna have to go back and find out what they're what they're up to. That's okay. cool. So th- this has been um the audio podcast episode eighty one. The show notes at theaudiopodcast.co.uk slash show slash eighty one. Don't forget if you want to email us, Twitter us, Facebook us, Google Plus us, all of that you're more than welcome to and don't forget, we'll be here live next week at 9 p.m. for episode 82, which will be the Christmas Spectacular. Woo! Woohoo! I've been Scott Hewitt. I'm Samuel Freeman. And good night. Bye. Bye.